God bless you richly, and thank God for being in the church this evening, amen? amen? I won't keep you standing for a long time, just invite you to go to the Word of God right away. Always join my heart as well to see the pastor attending church. Thank God for that. Bless you. Um, let's just go to the Lord in prayer. Precious Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus Christ, we, we thank you, Father, for another opportunity to come in your house. Lord, to be at your feet, just uh, to feed upon the word of truth. Lord Jesus Christ, you spoke to our heart this morning. Jesus Christ, you have reminded us about your promises, but also, Father, how it's important to create an atmosphere. We thank you, Father, Lord Jesus Christ, how, Lord, you have reminded us that we are under an anointing, special anointing, Father, for a time. Realize, Lord, it's not a man's work, but it is what you are doing, that you already then before the foundation of the world, and you have made us, Father, now partake of that divine plan of God. Lord, we just want to humble ourselves before you, Lord, and let your Holy Spirit lead, the Holy Spirit guide, the Holy Spirit, Father, to have more preeminence in our lives. Father, if there is anything being a hindrance, Father, may you take it away. We, Father, Father, we want the life of Jesus Christ to be manifested, to be, Lord, really having the full control of our whole our lives. Father, Lord, we surrender ourselves to you, even for the service this evening, as you have been with us, Father, through the song, through the testimonies, through the special songs. Father, Lord Jesus Christ, if it's such a, it's such a great privilege to be part of the body of Christ and to realize, Father, that we need one another. Lord, we need the gift and the talent. We need the testimony. We need what you are doing on each other. Oh, Father, it's encouraging, it's helping us, Father, it's strengthening us. It, it's showing us, Father, that you are working in a many-member body. Father, we love you and appreciate you. May you take the remainder of the service now. Father, you know there are so many needs among us, oh God, but you are still the same yesterday, today, and forever. You don't change. The same thing, the same word of God that worked yesterday, it will work today, and it will forever work. Father, we love you and appreciate you. In Jesus Christ, now we pray that you open now the word, that you give us the context about the word, that you help us to have a greater walk with you, Father, closer walk with you. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. I will invite you to go to Amos 8. Familiar scripture. Let me 
Behold, the days come, save the Lord God, that will send a famine to land, not a famine of bread, nor thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. Amen. This prophecy, it's pertaining to our time, the time we are living in. There's a great famine. It's hard to find where the word of God is spoken. But I think we should be grateful to the Lord that we have a place where we can be feeding upon the word of truth. I invite you to have your seat. May God bless his word. I'd like to invite you again to read another part of the word in Deuteronomy 8. Deuteronomy chapter 8, read verse 1 to 4. It says, And all the commandments which I command thee this day, to Moses speaking, shall ye observe to do that ye may live and multiply and go in and possess the land which the Lord swore unto your fathers. And I shall remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these forty days in the wilderness to humble thee and to prove thee, to know what was in thine heart, whether thou wouldest keep his commandments or not. He humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger and fed thee with manna, which thou knewest not, neither did thy fathers know, that you might take to make that you might make that he might make thee know that man doeth not live by bread alone only, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord doth man live. Amen. The same quote, the same scripture that Jesus Christ quoted when he had to fight the enemy, when Satan came to tempt him in Matthew 4. It's the same code that Jesus Christ had to use in order to be an overcomer at that time. And I believe the same scripture still applies today. That no man, no man can overcome but by the word of God. No man can live but by the whole word of God. It's not living by the bread, the natural bread, but by living by the living word of God. I'd like to continue the same thought a little bit that I'm studying about the eternal life in action, but maybe go the other different way. I'd like to talk this, this evening and taking my subject or my thoughts from the message that the prophet preached. They preached the message entitled Spiritual Food in Due Season. Just to make it a little different, I'd like to speak about the appropriate food in due season. The appropriate food in due season. Israel ate a certain food and kept them for 40 years without fail. In the natural, if it could keep them for so many years, I believe that if we have received the word of God in a heart, it can keep us for eternity. Amen? And I believe that if you are talking about the appropriate food, the appropriate food, the Bible says that the word of God, my word, or Jesus said that my words are spirit and life. <laughs> 
My words are spirit and life. The word of God have eternal quality to it. The word of God has eternal quality to it. I just want this evening once again to just to encourage us in what we have received and just to keep moving forward. We have received such a precious message. Amen. Never belittle it, never take it for granted. God has blessed us beyond any measure. Amen. No matter what is happening, no matter with ups and downs, no matter what is going on the way, but remember God loves us with his love, and the proof of his love is because he has delighted us. And he has delighted us. How can you know that he has delighted us? Because he has put in me something that can hear the word of God and understand what he's saying. Other people can hear the same word, and for them it's noise, but for me it's the voice of the master. For me, the voice of the shepherd, amen. That's what God is for my life, amen. I can never devalue that. I can never put that on lower level. And we just want to thank the Lord for that. I'm just going to define a few words here that are obvious for many of us, but just want to define here so to put in the context in which I'm going to do and going to go maybe this way, depending on how the Lord leads. It says, the Bible says the word due means, oh, the Bible, the dictionary says the word due means expected or planned for at a certain time. It's, it's due season, it's expected or planned at a certain time. It's at a certain season that is expected. The word appropriate means suitable or proper for the circumstances for, the, for that time. So the appropriate food, food in due season means the suitable food expected at a certain season at that time. Each season of our lives, we need a certain kind of food in each season of our life. In the natural, can look as you are a baby, the food that you can give to an adult, although it's healthy food, it's good food that can give to an adult, you give it to a baby, it might kill that baby. It might create problems to that baby. You need to put appropriate food for the appropriate season. You give the same food that you are giving to a baby, you give it to an adult, a teenager especially, when the way they eat, it's not going to do anything. They would like something different. They would like something more consistent. I had the teenager at my place. Oh, he could eat. <laughs> that, so that's why I'm putting that example. Francois is not yet there, but I know I have some experience. But it's appropriate for that time. You need for that time specific food for that specific time, appropriate for time. Yeah. My son has been going through some lessons to know how animals, different category of animals. They say, oh, these, these are carnivores, these are herbivores, these are omnivores, and different things. The, the food that one can eat, the other one cannot eat. The food that the other one can eat, the other one cannot eat. So the food determines who you are. The kind of food that you are taking determines who you are. But Abraham will take that many times and will do it an example. And will say that you see a dove, which is a type of a real Christian, and you see a crow, you see the dove cannot eat what the crow is eating. Even though uh, both of them are birds, but one cannot eat the other one. The crow can go and eat on each side. He can eat carcass, he can eat dead meat, he can eat different things. And he can then come to the wheat and also eat from the wheat. But the dove has no God inside. The dove can only eat real meat, wheat for it. The dove can only eat the real wheat for it because it has been created that way. 
Let me tell you, sometimes we have been denominations and different places. We have been just trying to eat or just trying to eat in order to survive. But it was not our real food until we meet the message of the hour and we realize that this is what I needed all the time long. We couldn't grow in those circumstances, in those environments. We needed the word of truth in order to grow. The type of food identifies who we are. Amen. Noah had to that experience, as we know in the Bible, he had to do the release one time. He had to release, he had to release the dove and he had to release first the crow or the raven or however you put it in the, in the English word. The, the raven had to release it. The raven went all the way and he started rejoicing and eating all different kinds of dead meat and different things and whatever he was doing this trying to use, use political correct words here. But when the sun, the dove, the dove couldn't find any place to rest. The dove had to return to the original place. Let me tell you, you can go, if you're a real Christian, you can go to other denomination. Oh, I want to run away from the message. You'll go there, you'll find there is nothing that will be suitable for you, appropriate for you, until you come back again into the ark, until you come back to the place of resting and realize this is what I need all the time. When we talk about in the Bible as a read in Amos, it is talking about the famine. When there is a drought or there is a famine, people eat whatever they find in order to survive, whatever it is available to them. We go to the Bible, different scenarios and horrible scenarios how people can kill each other, kill the family in order to survive, just in order to survive because there is no appropriate meat. But what we are saying now, you see, people, there is a thirst to, to eat from something. You see the media, they put all the different kind of things in order, to, in order to satisfy the thirst of that hunger and eating whatever they have to eat, eating whatever they have to eat. But we are not interested in those things. We are interested in the word of truth. Amen. Amen. The Bible mentioned different kinds, different types, different periods, different seasons where there were, there were famine. I just went to the Bible here. I'll take some few examples here as just to put a point here. When we talk about the time of Abraham, Abraham was in the land and there was a famine. Abraham left the land in order to, in order to go to Egypt because of the famine. And he, the, the prophet will take that example and show us that actually Abraham did not need to leave the land of promise. Even though there was a, there's a famine, it was not for him to leave that land. He had to stay that land because the blessing for him had to stay in that land. God had to provide food for him. If God sends you somewhere, God is going to provide for you. Amen. That's the same thing, and he went outside, he went of that. Then he got into trouble. He got into something. He had to lie. He had to back, he backslid. And the same thing happened at the time of Isaac as well. He had to, he, there was a famine in the time of Isaac. And I would like actually to read in the time of Isaac what was. Because God had to remind Isaac what, what it was actually. And he told him what, how important it is to stay in the land. Genesis 41 says, I think I went too far. Genesis 26. 
And there was a famine in the land beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went into Abimelech, king of the Philistines, into Gerar. And the Lord appeared unto him and said, Go not down into Egypt, dwell in the land which I shall tell thee of. Sojourn in this land, and I will be with thee, and will bless thee. For unto thee and unto thy seed I will give all these countries, and I will perform the oath which I swear unto Abraham thy father. And I will make thy seed to multiply as the stars of heaven. I will give unto thy seed all these countries. And in the seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. So God is reminding him, don't leave the land because the promise is, is tied to the land. That land is the land of resurrection. That land is the land of promise. That land that's where you need to be standing, amen. Let me tell you, you need to stay in the land. You need to stay in the word of God. No matter the difficult time, you need to stay in the word of promise because that's where there is a power of resurrection. In the time of the famine, during the time of another time of famine, was the time of Joseph. The Bible says that God gave the dream to the to Pharaoh, and he had a dream, and he told about the time of famine, and then God gave the interpretation to Joseph, and Joseph gave the right interpretation to Pharaoh, and you know the story, and God, and Pharaoh made him, fed Joseph the right hand for him, and he gave him all that in the land, and he could organize the land, and Joseph being instructed by God, and having the wisdom of God, he had to store the food. He stored the food in the right time. He stored the food for the seven years. He had to store the food. The same thing applies to the message of the hour. Brother Barnum, they gave him a dream. God gave him a dream. Don't travel all around. Stay at one place and store the food because there's going to come a time of famine. Amen. When the time of famine is going to happen, you will find, you will have, the bride will have the food that the bride can feed on. Amen. Let me tell you, in that time of famine, I don't think that the wife of Joseph was, 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 being, was wondering, am I going to eat tomorrow? Am I going to eat tomorrow? How is going to happen tomorrow? She was resting because the son of prosperity was her husband. We have such privilege to know that no matter what is happening on the side, we can rest because we have the food appropriate to lead us, no matter the famine that is in the world. Thank you, Lord, for the word of God. It is the appropriate food at the right time. At the right time of famine, God is providing for his bride. Thankful to God. I want to read a quote of the prophet that is saying in that message. says, now we are going to type that with the spiritual drought of today. Now we all know, we are very aware that there is a great spiritual drought in the land today, spiritually speaking. And you know that was predicted by the prophet just before the second coming of Christ will be said, there will come a famine in the land and it won't be for bread alone, but for the hearing of the word of God. And that day is now, hearing the true word of God. Now, this types the natural drought with the spiritual. 
And you will take in that message, you will take the example of Elijah in the time that he had pronounced in 1 Kings 17. He had to pronounce on, on the king Herb because of the sin and the thing that was happening here. The thing that was happening at that time. He told him, Elijah came and told him that there won't be any rain, there won't be any dew until I say, until I pronounce the word again. And he said that thing and you saw there was a famine there, but God has the appropriate place where he had to lead his prophet to the place where God will be sustaining him. God will be providing for the food for the prophet as a type for us, as a type for the bride to show that the time that you are living, there is a place where God can lead us. And we can be feeding upon the word of truth while the world is dying. God is providing for us. It was a place in Israel, but no other Israel could find it. Let me tell you, there are so many places in the Bible that we had the Bible for so many years that we could read and read and read, but we couldn't find those places until God has sent Malachi 4 and we has opened our eyes and has shown us the place where we can go through and it pertains to our hearts. It gives us the strength in the time of trials. It gives us the strength in the time of temptation. I know where I can find my strength is in the Word of God. I don't know how the world is surviving in difficult times. Oh, I don't know where I would be if I didn't have the word of God to help me in difficult times. But there is something that is helping me. He's still Jehovah Jireh. He's still the provider. He's still El Shaddai. He's still the one that is the strength giver. Glory to God. I'm sure that Is the prophet saying here the same message? You say, why is that the message? Don't go out in those these great big places, these big crusade like amongst the denominations. Probably old Brown Marshall probably had that experience when he came and heard those things. But why we don't proclaim those things everywhere? Why why people are not aware of those things? Remember that time, we, or believe the message you saw, it opened so high, you, you wonder, how can people don't know? How can people don't see it? How can people don't realize it? Sometimes, you, sometimes I've, I've, I've done that, a lot of, a little of zeal, and I, of zeal, and I, and I go to, to denominations or to Catholic, you know, you are just part of the dragon, you are part of that system. I, I thought that they would understand or they will see it because it's so clear for me. It's seven mountains and different things. You can't see that. You can't really see that. Oh, I don't see it. <laughs> oh, thank you, Lord, for the word. It's not their food. It's not the church so-called food. It's the bright food. It's spiritual food in season. It will make them sick at their stomach. It's too rich for them. But it's good food, but it's too rich for them. It's not appropriate for them, but it's so rich for the bride. What's rich food is for the bride. When you have rich food for the bride, it makes you healthy. It makes you strong. It makes you to overcome diseases. It makes you to overcome temptations. Where is your strength coming from? From the food I'm 
I'm eating from. Without eating from that food, you are as vulnerable as anybody else. It's a spiritual food in season. It will make them sick, the stomach too rich for them. See, but for the children, it's bread, it's life. It's Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. I will say this end of God. As an as a saying, as a nigger, we were there, we were wondering. You were probably eating chicken's food just in order to survive. But when the meat came, you left the chicken food and you started eating on the meat, on the real meat. But the chicken cannot eat the meat. Don't blame the chicken because he can't eat your meat. That is nature. He can't eat meat. But you need to continue eating upon the meat. Because that's your food. Amen. An eagle does not start with milk and different things and small. It starts right away with the real meat. You know, the, the brother Ed mentioned the, the anointing or living in it. And it's eagle anointing. It's not the lion anointing. It's not the, the cow or the calf anointing. It's not the man anointing. It's the eagle anointing. The other animals, they went to they go to that step. They have to go to the milk. They have to go to this. And then to come to a level where they become mature. They have to eat meat. But not an eagle. He eats meat right away. Sometimes you see a convert comes to the message. And you start, you, you're wondering, maybe you bring someone in the church. Oh, I hope the preacher is not going to touch that area. Oh, because that person, you know, oh, no, oh, Lord, help that person, Lord. Lord. That's not your problem. Amen. Just let the word be preached. If he's a niggle, he's going to grab it and realize, that's for me. That people who got saved because of marriage divorce. People got saved because of who is Melchizedek. People got saved because of who is Jezebel. Jezebel. People got saved because of different parts of the message. That's not your problem. That's God's problem. And the ego. In the time of Jesus, the Pharisees came to him. And they probably pointed the scripture that we have read it. And they pointed to Jesus, you know, Jesus, you have, remember, remember that our fathers used to eat the, the old manna. And Jesus replied to them, we'll actually try to, if we can read it together, John 6. Jesus replied to them, they eat all the manna, but they are all dead. John 6, 35. Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger. He that believeth on me shall never thirst. He's describing the food and the result that the food is going to produce once you take that food. And 48, just to save time. says, I am the bread of life. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which cometh down from heaven, that a man may eat thereof and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. The testament that was given here. You might think, oh, that but is dead. No, it is not dead. A Christian does not die. 
A Christian sleeps. A Christian rests. A Christian changes dimensions. He doesn't die because he has eaten the bread of life. He cannot die. He has already died. He was dead to the things of the world. He passed from death unto life. He's living eternally. And the Jews therefore strove on 47. 52, the Jews therefore strove among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, very I say unto you, except you eat the bread of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoso eateth my flesh and drink of my blood had eternal life, and I will raise him up in the last day. And, and for my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He that eateth my flesh and drink of my blood dwelleth at me, and I in him. As the living Father hath sent me, I live by the Father, so that he that eateth me, and even he shall live by me. This is he, this is that bread which came down from heaven, not as your father did eat matter, manna, and are dead. He that eateth of this bread shall live forever." Let me tell you, it applies it apply, it apply to the communion. Thank God that we want to experience our communion. Such a refreshing time. But let me tell you that this time that you are living in, you need to be feeding upon the unfailing body word of the Son of Man. If you don't eat upon the unfailing body of the Son of Man, there is no life to you now. In this appropriate season, in this season that we are living in, it is a special food that you need to be eating on in order to have the strength, in order to have the overcoming power. Amen. Eating the wrong diet can cause many issues. There's no listen, there's no... All of us, we probably know, except the kids, you know that sometimes you can eat something and you know what will give you as trouble. Eating wrong food will give you so many issues. The prophet will go even deeper, says, I just learned from medical research the other day that leprosy is caused from the wrong diet. That what caused sin, it's the wrong, it, that what caused sin, it is, it says, it is the wrong spiritual diet. It causes a eating leprosy that only God alone can cure. Oh, I like that. Bear with me. I see believers in a message, or even the denomination realm, because the same principles that struggling with, with sin, of attribute of sins. I'm struggling with this, I'm struggling with this, I'm, I'm struggling with this, I'm struggling with the arrogance, I'm struggling with the spirit of, of, of adultery or immolarity, I'm struggling, I, I can't be sanctified, I, I can't get rid of this, I can't get rid of, of cigarettes, I can't get rid of this, I can't get rid of this. Maybe, or may, not even maybe, for sure, the problem is the diet that you are taking. What kind of diet are you feeding on? What kind of diet are you delighted on? What are you taking your strength from? What is what, is what you are daily eating upon? Lord, give us our daily bread. What is your daily bread? Even, even the message, what is your daily bread? Your daily bread has to be the unfailing body word of the Son of Man. 
Let it be your thing that you will give because inside of it there is power for deliverance. Inside of it there is power to overcoming. Amen. I know we are not yet there where we have to be, but we know that there has to be a progression. And as we are growing, whereas in the natural we are growing, we understand that the part of growing is related to how much we are eating. The more you eat healthy food, the more healthy you are as you are growing. But when I'm asking a question, how can I grow spiritually? You know what is simple answer? Read the Bible, not sometimes, not only on Sunday, not only in the quiet time in the church. No, read the Bible every day and pray. Simple rule, like a child, you can tell the child, you know you have to eat, you have to eat, and see, you have to eat. The same thing God is reminding us this evening, you know, for you in order to grow, for you to have an overcoming power, for you to have an overcoming life, read the Bible every day and pray every day. Why? Because if you are eating the right balanced diet... It will fight the leprosy, which is a type of sin. It should give you, it should give us good vitamins to help us grow. Ministers, how are you wondering? How can I still see the same result as the old? The, 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 I think about is, oh, brother, hold, brother, Ed, or the ministers, or, or, or the elders. The result is, how are you feeding? How are you feeding daily? What is your diet every day? Prophet says, and God has provided a way. He says, notice a little baby, if he's sick, no matter how sick he is. Now, to mothers, notice, no matter how sick the little one is, as long as he's nursing, he's satisfied. Sometimes you fix his little milk. Is by a bottle and you fix this little milk and put the vitamins in it. How lovely. You know maybe you are all God's bottle babies. Maybe would say, but God, God has just provided two bottles, the New and the Old Testament, and is dropping vitamins in, in, all in them. While we get a hold of him, go to nursing, we not only satisfied, but we are being healed all the same time. We got spiritual vitamins. It just keeps building up, making us stronger, stronger. It's good. It's got calcium for the bones. It's got calcium for the bones. I think that's what will make you change from the wishbone to the backbone. Because the word of God has the calcium for the bones. It gives it got vitamin B complex for the nerves. Oh, I'm nervous. I, I'm always nervous. I'm high temper. You know, you get into the Bible, get into the word of God. It has the vitamins in order to calm your nerves. Amen. It's got everything in, your, in it. God's whole medicine cabinet was dropped into it. It was all in bottle, put in a bottle. And it opened up that Calvary. And through Calvary, we can nourish back and any redeemed blessing that Jesus died for. A spare representing sin for a place, spare his side, his feet, his hand, his head, and through the bleeding forth of his life, we nourish back to life again all that we lost in the fall back yonder. God has a provided way for us. 
Glory to God. How come I don't see the result? What are you feeding on? To see this young woman coming, weeping, life before them, the blushing prophet. Oh, I'd like to read that. Now we need, the prophet says, we need to pray. Now we'll go back to you again, brother. Do you realize we don't pray half as much as our fathers did? Pastor, do you know that we don't put as much time in our knees as our pastor before us did? Woman, do you realize that we don't instruct our daughter and pray with her at night like our mothers did? Then, what about it? What is guilty? We are guilty. There is no way around it. We are all guilty. If you read that message, the prophet himself at the end of that message, you know, during that, just a few, 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 few lines here, he will go himself at the altar and pray, Lord, I, I believe that I could have saved many more, more lives than how I've done it. I've been dilatory. I've been postponing things. Oh, Lord, be merciful unto me. I, I could relate very much to that. <laughs> Oh, praise be God. God, we need to be more on your diet. We need to be more on the word of God. We need to be more on the food of God. Remember, the Bible is like a medicine cabinet. We know it contains the vitamin inside. But in Revelation 10, it was closed. In Revelation, in Revelation 5, it was closed. In Revelation 10, it has been opened. Now we can have access to what has been contained into the medicine box. We don't have to envy the Pentecostals. We are on a different diet. It will be like someone at the university trying to copy someone of the kindergarten. The prophet will take sometimes that example and say... You know, if you're still fasting, you're still arguing, you're still, you know, bitterness on different things, you're still at the kindergarten. I, I used to read that and, until I had my little babies and I realized, oh, in God's eye, we are really, really in a very bad shape. We shouldn't be like kindergarten because they fight for anything, for anything and for anything. They keep, that's mine, that's the other, for anything. God make us more mature. Give us the love of God that will bring us to the love maturity of God. Where God, we only focus on you and only on you, Father. It will be like someone university envying the kindergarten. It will be like astronaut looking for horse and buggies. We have a craving for the third pool. We have a craving for the rapture. We have a craving for the body change. Let me try to encourage you this evening. If you have a craving for those things, it means there is something that can provide to that craving. If you have a deep calling for those things, God has already provided a solution in order to give that to you. And all the materials that the bride needs, it's already contained in the word of God. We don't need Pentecostal move. We don't need Pentecostal revival. They're not even revival. We are in the right revival. We are in the right move. Amen. May God help us. The only thing I want to use this opportunity this evening to show you that if you are craving for sulfur, 
You don't need to go take sulfur for the rubber. You know, the brother when I used that example, that little boy, he was, a, he was a striver, he had a craving, and he, and he started eating the wrong thing because he had the right craving, but started eating the wrong thing. You don't need to be eating rubber in order to get sulfur. You can get the right sulfur in the right place that is in the Word of God. Amen. Prophet says in the rising of the sun. See, my desire has changed. My appetite is different. For man shall not live on the world, on the world, a carrion alone, but every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. A genuine quickened eagle lives by that. Amen. And he raised up Christ from the grave, dwelling in you, and quickened your mortal body into his presence. You recognize it. You are no longer a scavenger. You are a niggle. You don't want the things of the world. You are a son and daughter of God. You are feasting at the fountain that the world knows nothing about. You are drinking it. The world has no idea about what you are eating. has no idea about what you are drinking. Somebody knows. The world knows nothing about you are eating hidden manna that the world never even knows nothing about it. For you are a niggle. You are quickening up there where you can get to eat. You can't get to eat down here. You got to get up here. You got to be quickened, lifted up there so it will quicken. Amen. But I mentioned the quickening power. Even the word of God, in order really to get it, you need to be quickened. You know, in order for you to understand the Word of God, you need to be born again in order to see and understand the Word of God. In order to understand the message, really, you need to get into the message. You need to be quickened and understand it becomes life to you. It becomes a reality to you. Otherwise, you might just be reading the message as a newspaper or your thing, or just all the story. The message, not the old story, is the appropriate food for our time. It's fresh manna every day. The man of yesterday can't help you today, but the word of God, it is fresh every day. Amen. Let's talk a little bit about the manner that needs to be fresh. The Moabite did not know anything about the manner Israel was getting. They could be wondering how is the people, those people surviving in the wilderness? We don't, need any, don't see any seminaries. We don't see any going to school. We don't see putting them into marriage seminaries. And, but they, they're just fine. The secret was what they were feeding on. Remember, you become what you feed on. Israel could not eat manna that was yesterday that fell on them, the prophet saying. There is a man here that can turn on the light. It was contaminated. It was rotten. It was no good for them. They would die over it. The manna that keeps them alive yesterday would kill them today. The Bible said it got germs in it, contaminated. And the manna, they had to get new manna every day. Amen. What is it? The people that live on manna of Luther, Wesley, and them back in there are eating contaminated stuff that's killing you spiritually. Wow. 
Something that was useful yesterday, but today can kill you spiritually. It means if you are just limited on that area, that all that you have and not moving, you are being dead. You are being killed in order, pro, in order of progressing. Let me tell you, don't limit yourself in a certain corner. Keep feeding upon the word of God. God, open up your word as you wish to, Lord. Whatever area you want in my life, let it be life in my life. We'll continue the same quote. It's killing you dead in your traditions. Yesterday's Luther's manner would not work for Methodist. Methodist manner would not work for Pentecost. Pentecostal manner would not work for today. See what I mean? Every day it's come day by day fresh and so has it through the church ages. Luther's manner was the message of justification. Wesley's message was the manifestation of sanctification. Pentecostal was the restoration of the gift. But this is introducing the headstone, the last day, the bright dream, which is contrary to all of it, and yet it is the same light for the matured. The message that we are receiving is the message for the mature people. The message has to bring us to the right maturity to walk like sons and daughters of God. It's not to walk under fear, but to walk with faith in the word of God. To know who we are, amen. To know that we are sons and daughters of God. Glory to God. Like the same sign, the same sun shine today will be ripening the grain of the harvest in July. See what I mean? But the lights today won't do any good back there in July. It's stronger. The wheat is more advanced. It's ready to take it. Amen. Certainly. Oh, I like the way he put it. So there, there, is, there, is, there, is, two, there is two things here. The sun is growing. It's becoming more, more and more. The sun, if the sun of August, I was referring to it, maybe the sun of August, if it comes for the seed that is just a little bit there, if it comes at the wrong time, it's going to kill the seed at the wrong time. Luther couldn't receive the message that we are receiving. He couldn't receive it. He couldn't grasp it. He couldn't get it. If it was at this time, it would be killing many of the people at that time. But now, also, we have to understand that, that the wheat is more advanced, is more mature. It can accept that son. It can receive that son. Amen. If, we were, if you and I were in the time of Luther, the message of Luther couldn't do anything to us. It couldn't quicken us. We were predestinated for the word of God for a time in order to receive the son of God in our time. Now we are more advanced. Is it a boasting? No, it's a God's grace in our life. But also God's responsibility in our life. Lord, let me ripen your son. Let me ripen your son constantly. Let me eat until I come to the level you want me to be. Like we heard this morning. The wheat is more advanced. It's ready to take it. Amen. Certainly it is. They couldn't take it. They couldn't take it now. It can't then. The season wasn't right then. It is, it is now. It is our season now. Luther of manna, end of quote. Luther of manna cannot help you to stay away from the wilderness today. Think about it. Luther's manna cannot help you to stay strong stay away from the wilderness today or the wilderness to stay away from you but the end time message shall meet the end time condition 
This message could not have been preached 40 years ago. I'm reading the prophet here. He preached 40 years ago, but at the time as he's speaking these words in the end time evangelism, they couldn't preach 40 years ago. They couldn't receive it. No, the end time message and messenger has to be one. Back there in them days, they have, it probably wouldn't have worked, but got to cope with end time conditions. Be converted, believe the gospel signs that the message of today, amen, wash your souls in the blood of the Lamb and believe the gospel that the end time signs are here. The seed of the gospel has been taking place. They are talking so much about reforms. I'll go with them on that like the evangelical reform. Reform means to be cleaned out. So you take one part of the reform. It says, you know, reform, it's, it's cleaned up. Can't you even do just the first part of the reforming that you can go to the justification, go to the sanctification, even just believe that God can still perform signs? Can't you even believe in, the, in that reform? And then you can even, you, can, you have to go a step, a step, a step forward in believing into restoration. The message that we have received is not only reformation, it is restoration. I know you know all these things, but it's important to remind you that, Lord, I need to come into my full stature of the perfect man because the message has been sent in order for me to come to that full maturity. The revealed word of God will defeat Satan under any conditions. No matter what is happening in our time now, the solution is in the word of God. Because... We are living in the time of adoption. If we are living in the time of adoption, we see the first wave sheep that was that, that the, the sheep, the first sheep that was waved in front of us came to maturity and it accomplished and fulfilled the word of God, or the word of God was fulfilled in it. We can see that we can also get to it. It means that there are more people in the field that should come to the same maturity, that should come to the same adoption. If Brother Barnum is a messenger of the, of the age, when he was under the anointing, Brother Ed mentioned to you this morning, it was so wonderful. If he could say and say and remind us and re, remind us and remind us that he was a man, but once he's under that anointing, once he's under that anointing of God, he could say, I take every spirit under my control. It was not just a man saying it, but it was God in that man saying those words. Let me tell you, in every situation that you are going through, you have the privilege also as a son of God to say, I take this situation under my control. Because faith is the master of every circumstances. Maybe you feel like you have lost something. Could be that you have lost the first love for God or the joy of salvation of your health. Let me just remind you, this is not the first or second pool. We are in the third pool, which is the restoration work. Amen. The revealed word has the power to restore. How many believe that? The revealed word has the power to restore. God can restore anything to us. He can restore our children. He can restore our work. He can restore, he can restore the joy of salvation. He can restore health. We are in a ministry of restoration. Don't limit God on certain things. God is infinite. Amen. 
as a prophet will relate to that, 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 that mouse in the, in the garner of Egypt. You know, I don't want to eat your things. I don't want to ask hard things. I don't want, maybe, you know, I might, I might exhaust the, the fountain of God. I might exhaust all the grain. You can't exhaust the fountain of God. It's an inexhaustible fountain of God. The only thing with God, increase my faith to believe in your word and keep moving on in the situation that I'm going Prophet says, just reading this in the old ball. On the hidden life of Christ, rather. I think that what's the matter with our church today? We got to many of those layovers. That's right. Some people just eat enough manna to make them right good and hungry for some more. Before one revival to another one, you have to go out and get renewed again. Oh, brother, why don't you stop that nonsense and come into the holiest of holies by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ? Every bit of manna outside of here just lets you last for tonight or tomorrow. Next thing, it won't work. It dries up overnight. But if you'll ever consecrate yourself to come into where the manna stays fresh, that's the key. If you can consecrate yourself to come into where the manna stays fresh. But how? It, we're reading the same word. It's the same. Uh, yesterday I listened to it. Maybe I was, I, was, I, was not, I was not prayed up. I was not in the right atmosphere. Lord, now I'm going to consecrate myself in order to get in that level where the manna that I'm going to be eating is going to be fresh for me. Fresh from my situation, fresh for the things that I'm going through, fresh from the problem that I'm facing. Make the word of God that I'm going to hear becomes fresh for that situation. Sometimes we don't want to apply the word of God to the situation that we are going through, and that's where the problem is. We put the problem aside, we don't see the word of God applying to the problem that we are going through, and we keep struggling with the problem in a natural way instead of feeding on the word of God. Helping God us to see the word of God becoming fresh in order to give us overcoming power to overcome the situation that we are going the natural way. Then says day in and day out, year in and year out. In the holiest of holies. You can meet that man that's ever walked in there. I don't care if he hasn't been in a revival for six months. He's just as sweet as he was in the day that he was in the revival. Oh, but, but, but we had that revival. We had a special meeting. We had that time. But did you stay consecrated for that, that revival to stay on? That's where the problem. Otherwise, you will be looking for another revival, looking for another thing. Stay, you get something. God, this is for me. This is for me. This is for me. Let me stay. Let it re remain fresh for me every day. Don't let it die. There's a problem with overcomer. Don't in overcome. How can I overcome? Don't let that revival die. Keep the life going on. Brother John mentioned that, that that was good. Thank you. That's right. You can meet him on a shouty day, on a cloudy day, whatever you want to. 
is just the same because he's living in the glory of God. He's living where the manna is fresh all the time. Where it is, it isn't a burden to get out and pray through today, pray through tomorrow. Brother, stay with him all the time in the holiest of holies. Can a person live that way? Brother Barnum answers, absolutely. That's what Jesus died for. I'll add to that. That's what the message is bringing us to in order to stay continually prayed up, prayed through yesterday, prayed through today, prayed through tomorrow. Help us, Lord. If you're craving for divine healing or a closer walk with God, if your heart begins to crave for more of God, we crave, if you crave for the transforming power of God, if you crave for healing, for salvation, the glory of God, the feeling of the Holy Ghost, remember there's just to be a fountain open somewhere. And there is a fountain open somewhere. You know what? We are living in the most wicked age, but we are also living in the most glorious age of all the time. But they will ask him the question, in which age would you like to live in? In this age. But it's the most deceitful age. It's the most corrupt age. It's the most where Satan is using all the strategies and all the different things. But I still want to be living in that age. Why? Because there is a special anointing that will give you victory in that age. Why? Because it is the age of the headstone. Why? Because it is the little life of Jesus Christ coming back again into the believer. Why? Because it is restoration. Why? Because it is manifestation of the sons and daughters of God. This is our season. This is our time. God is not going to fail us. God is keep moving and moving. We need just to be God. I want to be there. I want it in my life. I want that reality. Make it real for me, Lord. Oh, praise be to God. We want him to be express himself through us because he wants to express himself to us. He's not the God of history. He's God of the present time. I am the great I am. I am the El Shaddai. Amen. We know the expression that the prophet used many times. He says, you know, it's not even the penicillin that heals you. It's not the doctor who heals you. It's not someone else who heals you. There's no one, there's no medicine that can heal you. The healer is life. Life is the healer. God has now given us in this age a message of life. A message that heals the womb. A message that heals the past. A message that heals our body. It is the life still healing. Oh God, let that flow of life continue to flow through us. Glory to God. The doctor doesn't heal you. The doctor heals you. The doctor only assists that natural immune system to heal you. There is nothing that can heal you but God the healer. Amen. Remember what he says. My words are spirit and life. As the word of God is being proclaimed and you receive it, you are receiving the life. You are becoming the word as you are receiving the word. Sometimes you are not aware what is happening inside until a problem arises. When a problem arises, but I didn't know that you have that strength. It was the word of God you have been feeding on that gives you strength to overcome in those times. 
Don't feel, don't feel neglected or don't feel oppressed. The, the one is inside of you is greater than the one is that is in the world. Glory to God. Even the situation that we're going through it, you know, that crazy little thing that is going around, put all the system around. The doctor, if the world, the first is going to find the vaccine and whatever they find the vaccine or therapeutic, they're not going to be the healer. It's still God the healer. The world is going to allow the system to operate. But even now that they don't have the medicine or the cure, people are still being healed. Who is healing those people? God is still the healer. It's God healing those people right now. He's still healing in the business of healing when there is no cure. Whatever there's going to come is not going to cure. It's just going to allow God to heal more. <laughs> oh, praise be to God. Sometimes we focus on the wrong thing when the healer is right here. <laughs> Spiritually speaking, the preacher does not heal. The pastor does not heal. They just assist you for the spiritual immune system to heal you. That's why the pastor sometimes invites different ministers to approach the subject in a different way, different angles. Why? It's in order to give the ultimate vitamins that the body needs in order to cure the things that you are going through. Amen. You know, if it's only one type of vitamin, one type of vitamin, one type of vitamin, one type of vitamin, that's not going to be enough. You need all the different kinds of vitamins from the same word of God in order to give you the right immune system to fight the things of the world. The right different, a varied, a balanced, a balanced, a balanced life. Sometimes we say, oh, I just want this preacher. It's only that preacher. I just want that, that kind of, that, that. It's good, but you need a balanced diet. <laughs> you need the whole message. You listen to Brother Burnham, oh, I like that. And then you come, oh, I listen to the, I listen to the message, oh, I come to church, I come to this. Oh, God, I need everything for me to be mature, to be balanced, to be healthy. Amen. That's why the message cannot denominate. The message cannot denominate. Nothing can go into the message. Why? Because God has pre made everything that we watch on each other. We're just talking in the office there. You know, the, we, 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 are, we, are, we are so privileged to have an absolute. You have the same authority as I'm preaching here. You have the same authority to come and say, you know, Brother Moses, what you say there, you know, Brother Brother also say that different place in this anger. Yes. Amen. Don't just, oh, because he said this way, that's the only absolute way, no way at all. No. Oh, I listened, Brother Brother, this message. He also said this. And, oh, yes, I never thought that way. Oh, praise be to God. Remember one time, I was, I was just, and a sister brought my attention. You know, if you look at that angle, the bride is laying in the messages. Huh, look at it. That's amazing. <laughs> Praise be to God. I never look at it that way. Yes, I mean the messages. The scripture is talking about me. That's me. 
And it helps me to grow spiritually, man. And if it just stays, you know, it has to be this way, this way, point away. No, don't get it. No, you have to take the message in all varied diet, all different ways, because it's good for you, man. Oh. So you have to touch a little bit something here. Everybody wants to be babied and petted, petted, petted. That reason makes hotbed plants have to be spread every good goody this with goody goody this. That's Brother Barnum's expression. And goody goody that. Christianity is rugged. The gospels to be handled barehanded, not with ecclesiastical gloves, right soft with gloves that belongs to the woman, soft gloves belongs to the woman. Not to the preachers. <laughs> Listen, brother, the words got to be handled just the way it's there, not with some seminary dogma in it, but just the way it's written here. While I'm reading this way, I just want to make a point here. If people are feeding themselves on the word of God individually, there won't be many problems when the preacher is quoting Brother Barnum. Because as individually you are feeding upon it, it becomes your reality to it. No matter how the preacher comes, it's yes, good intention. Because sometimes we might be guilty of it. May God forgive me. But sometimes you might. But if, if, if by God's grace you pray it up and you pray and it's what God puts in your heart. And you come and you pray, you preach what God has put in your heart. Or the minister comes and preach what in your heart. Or the pastor, wherever comes. People shouldn't have any problem when it is being quoted from the prophet. Because yourself, you are feeding upon it. Amen. If we just, oh, but it comes so hard. Why is it so hard? Because maybe you are not yourself being feeding upon it. Are you getting my point? Amen. We used to eat natural food. It was the bad messing. I always remember my father used to tell us. No matter how sick you are, the best medicine is food. No, but the way this is, yeah, good. You can take as much medicine as you want, but the best food is, the best medicine, rather, is food. If you don't eat food, forget that medicine. Why? Because from the food, your immune system is being built up. Probably talk about that man in Africa who drinks dirty water. I, don't, I didn't get that quote, but I'm just giving paraphrasing. And he could look at that man and say, oh, his immune system is so strong. Rather than us Western people, Western people, because we have put so many things and hybrid food, it has reduced the immune system to the point that, you know, any single thing, oh, any single thing. <laughs> Myself, after spending 10 years in Europe, when I have to go to Africa, they had to put too many things for me against the malaria. So malaria for me, it was nothing when I was in Africa. I was so used to it because it's nothing. <laughs> but your immune system gets low because of the things that you eat. Are you still with me? We used to have dogs. I'm going a little bit naturally, but I'm trying to make a point. We used to have dogs. When I, we used to have dogs. Sometimes they will get sick. Somehow, they will go and start eating. Have you ever seen a dog eating? It becomes a vegetarian. <laughs> start eating vegetation and, you know, 
And then after a while, it's good to go. Who put that in that, that dog? God put that in that dog. He knows what to take when something is wrong. He knows how to get out and going forward. But us will go and rely on different things. God has a natural way to put things to heal, to build that immune system. Let me say it because when we start hybriding things, you start putting things in the natural way of God, you start changing the providing way of God. The same thing with the spiritual realm. The word of God is pure. As you are receiving the word of God in your heart, as pure as it is, the word of God is pure. It's as pure as it is. The message is pure. Let me put the message of the hour is pure. The problem is not with the message of the hour. The problem is what are you hybriding with that message of the hour? Because once you hybrid that message of the hour, it loses the power that it had inside of it in order to give you the right immune system for you to overcome the things that the enemy is trying to put at your feet. That's why the passage says, eat the book. Amen. You don't have to make to, to take this part here, I leave this part here, I leave this part, I leave this part. Take the whole book and eat it up. Take the whole book and swallow it up. I think there's a literal friend of French says, you have to take the whole book and take the whole book inside of you. Don't try to put anything inside between because once you hybrid it, then it creates death. Science is actually the only thing that is creating, is creating more of the things. You know, in the medicine, it's so strange, you know. I have a headache. They give you aspirin or whatever they give you, and it has 10 times side effects. It heal you from one thing and give you 10 times side effects. What's the point? <laughs> but you take the natural fruits, the natural food of God. Oh, no side effect. Praise be to God. The same thing in the word of God. Sometimes it might be so hard. It might be like the castor oil of Brother Barnum. You know, he used to hate that thing. And the mother used to tell him, if it doesn't do harm, it doesn't, if it doesn't, it doesn't hurt, it won't be good to you. Sometimes the word of God has to be that way. It has to be hard. It has to be hard. But it's good for me, Lord. Give me that all-time religion. Give me that. It's good for me, Lord. Problem, sometimes the book is very sweet in the mouth, but when it's time to put into practice, when it becomes bitter in the, in, the, in the belly, then many people put and they vomit it out. Unfortunately, they remain, I use this word, I hope, I don't know if, they may be vulnerable. But the message of the hour still remains, they apply the token. Get rid of the distractions from your tables. I think Brother Balaam calls it the card. Move it out, all the worldly trash out of the house. Get ready for it. Burn up your shorts, throw out your card tables away. I've said those card tables used to be physical card tables. Now they're digital card tables. So take them away, throw them out. Still the message that applies today. Because hybrid food affect the mind. Hybrid food of the news and the media and social things, it affect the mind. Hybrid and science has destroyed us. Hybrid food has affected our mind. 
If you see how the people of the world are thinking, I think maybe it's because of the kind of the food that they're eating. Ministers, I'm just trying to put some point here and then we're going to finish. Are you still with me? Ministers are not supposed to change the food. Ministers are, are, are called to distribute the same food that is given to them and touch and give them to the bride. Because if you change the food, then you are removing the quality of the food. When Jesus was distributing the bread, he was not the one distributing directly. He was giving it to the disciples, and the disciples, they were not changing that bread. They were not changing that fish. They were taking the same bread, the same fish, and distributing the same bread, the same fish to others. Let me tell you, I don't want to have my own words. I want to repeat to you the word of the prophet, because that's where there is life for you. That's where there is the force or the strength for you to overcome. It has to be the purity of the message of the hour. That's why the prophet gives two warnings. You must not misinterpret the word. You must not misplace the word. You must not dislocate the word. Because if you dislocate and you misplace or misinterpret, it brings chaos. It brings the body system doesn't recognize viruses anymore. You need to keep it in the purity so that the body system can recognize anything that comes in the world. You know, once you stay in the presence of God, you stay in the word of God, you become sensitive to many things. Sometimes you can just say wrong, you say something, oh, I shouldn't have not said that. Because you have been in the word, the word of God. You have been praying up. But if you are not in that atmosphere, you'll, care, you'll find out yourself being carried up in many different things. And you lose that sensitivity to realize that there is something wrong. Yeah. Oh, may God help. <laughs> we have received the, Mal- the warning of Malachi 4 as Elijah just going to put Malachi 4 is warning us not to touch anything of the denominations. It's cursed. There is poison in it. It kills in the long term. As Elisha told to the people, you know, there is poison in that meal. You need to put the meal, you need to put the meal inside of it, Christ, the bread in that meal. You need to put you need to put Christ in that meal in order to produce, in order for you to eat it. Otherwise, there is poison in that thing. Let me tell you, there is poison in the thing, in the doctrine of the people are trying to misinterpret or dislocate the word of God. It's poison. Amen. Don't fear the thing that only kills the body, fear the thing that kills the soul. And any word of God that is being dislocated, that's the thing you should fear the most. Amen. Jesus asked his disciples, be aware of the leaven of the Pharisees. What is it? It is the doctrine that kills you. Amen. Anything that used to, anything that used to be poisonous needs to be changed, needs to have the correction of the word of God. The word of God always corrects the error. Amen. We have received the word of God that brings us, that brings us. We have received the word of God that brings us back to the inoculation of Pentecost. The inoculation of Pentecost was not tested in a guinea pig. The inoculation of Pentecost was tested in Jesus Christ himself. If the 
inoculation of Pentecost that was tested in Jesus Christ himself produced a life that was clean, it can produce a life that is clean today. If it produced resurrection back then, it can produce resurrection today. If it can produce a body that was changed and glorified, it can produce it today. Amen. Inoculation, Brother Barnum says this, I'm quoting Brother Barnum here in Bom Nigilla. It inoculated him from everything called sin. He was tempted in all manners like we are, yet without sin. And when then in his death he died like a man, like a human being, but inoculation proved good on Easter morning. It raised him up from the dead and broke the bands of death and the seal of the grave. He rose again to prove that this inoculation of eternal life has been proven by God's own son that he raised up the dead. You know, whenever I'm reading Pentecost, I always remember what Abraham says, that the Holy Ghost was bound by creeds and dogmas and tradition for 2,000 years. But now the evening time message has released that. It means it gives us now, we have now access to it. It can produce the same thing today and produce the same result today. What I'm says in presuming, that word is a seed. That word will bring forth everything it's promised to bring forth. It will take the world out of you. It will sanctify you. It will make you live a different life. It will make you do things that you, you thought you couldn't do because it's the word in you. Don't presume you have it. Watch your life, measure up, and see what your life is. See, see the way you're living. See if you are in the faith. Search out and see if everything is going just right. See if the world still has got a love or so much to call you away from the things, from the thing is really of God to love the world. Did I read it right? See if the world, the world still has God a love so much to call you away from the things is really of God to love, of the, to love the world. If it is, brother, check it up right there. Stop right there. Say, Satan, you take that dirty thing back. I'll not receive it. End of quote. So the principle of a seed here, just say the word, the word of God is a seed, Brother Andrew preached that and it was so good. The word of God is a seed. You know, if the word of God is a seed, it shall produce the same result. The same word of God shall produce the same result. We have received the rain, the form and the latter rain. It has, we have come now to the maturity where the seed of God has to be displayed. Amen. Are you with me? That's what I'm trying to emphasize this evening. You need to be feeding upon the word of God. How does the sheep produce wool? It just needs to eat. Just need to eat in order to produce that wool. It doesn't, you don't have to wonder how is the grass that I'm eating is green. It's going to change and allow me to produce milk. The process, it's a supernatural to the, to, the, to the sheep, it doesn't understand how it's going to happen. But as long as he keeps eating it, it's going to produce the result. 
in the spiritual, spiritual realm, it's the same thing as well. You just keep feeding upon the word of God. God is going to make the result happen. You don't know how it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Keep confessing the word of God. Keep thanking him for what, you, for what God is doing. And keep staying with the word of God. It will produce the result. Oh, I've been bothered for so many years for the same thing for so many years. Keep feeding upon the word of God. It is the appropriate food for the due season. There is no other food for the due season we are going through. Only the word of God. Can these bones of Ezekiel live? Oh, how can they live? You know it. Can they live? Oh, prophet, you, the prophet replied, you know it. But the angel told him, you just prophesy. You just prophesy to those bones. No matter how dry they are, there's no life in them. You keep prophesying in those bones and the life will come in those bones. Don't limit yourself only when the bones comes together. It's good. It's justification. Don't limit yourself when the sinew come back and the flesh come back. It's good. It's sanctification. But you need to continue prophesying on those bones until the life of Jesus Christ comes back in those bones and they start walking. Who can produce that? The message of the hour. Faith comes by hearing. Keep hearing the word of God and faith will be increased. That will be equivalent of saying, if you just said, oh, I heard it once, I'll stop hearing it. It will be equivalent to saying, I ate yesterday and today I won't, I'm good for today. No, you need to eat today. Faith is a strong man in the house. You need to build that strong man by feeding upon the word of God. Prophet used to say that the sickest body of the church, the sickest body that he knows was the church. Let me tell you, that was the sickest body of the church, that denomination that didn't have the body, that didn't have the unfailing body word of the Son of Man. But now that you have the body word of the Son of Man, you are not the sickest body that the prophet could know. You are the healthiest bride of Jesus Christ because of the word you are feeding on. When you believe the word of God is foolishness to the world, but it's eternal life to everyone that believes. The church needs some vitamins to become anemia. Give me a few minutes again. Becomes anemia. It's a nerve system run down. The prophet saying it in God's covenant with Abraham and his seed. It says it becomes anemia. It's a nerve system run down. God's got a whole storehouse full of vitamin here. Yes, sir, it will beat all they got in the drugstore. Just accept them spiritual vitamins and it will build you up a peculiar people, a holy nation, certainly. That's why, end of quote, that's why I don't believe that you are the sickest body anymore because you are feeding on the spiritual food. We used to have anemia, always tired. No. Always tired when it comes to the things of God. You take the Bible, tired. You can be right and every other things, you are very active, but when it comes to the message of the hour, tired. I know the devil likes to burn over on, on the body, but not anymore. I'm not trying to put myself here, but. It's very, it has to take me a long, 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 long thing for me to sleep in church. 
I cannot sleep when the word of God is being preached. No matter how tired I am. Because that part of me, I'm just built this way. I used to be the best good sleeper in the church when I was young. <laughs> but when something struck my heart, oh, praise be to God. That's my life. That's for me. That's my food. It's like putting someone you put at the table and you give him food and now he starts sleeping. The mom should be very worried about what she's cooking. But when it's real food, no matter how tired you are, that's my food. That's for me. <laughs> that's how we should be with the word of God. <laughs> I'm going to use some medical terms here. Anemia is a condition in which you lack enough healthy red blood cells to carry adequate oxygen to your body tissue. Having anemia can make you feel tired and weak. Cold hands and feet, those are medical, don't pay too, too much attention. Anemia can be temporary, long-term, blah, 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 blah. But I just want to put it here. Treatment for anemia can range from taking supplement, undergoing medical procedure. You might be able to prevent some type of anemia by eating a healthy virus diet. That's what I want to put it. The church is anemia, suffering for anemia. What kind of diet are the church eating? If it is varied diet, then the church is healthy. The problem is that many of us don't want to eat varied diet, menu balanced diet. But God has given us, but we thank God that we have received a seven course menu. He promised other things, but in this age, he has given us seven course menu. The seven course menu of the seven seals. The seven thunders have, have, have been broken. The seven thunders have thundered. It is the seven menu that give us every vitamins to give us each virtue until we come to the stage of the perfect man. How can I come to the stage of the perfect man? Keep eating the varied diet of God that has given us through the full course dinner of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I just want to close with thought. Sometimes there is an enemy condition that is through the genetics. It is transmitted to the parents from the child through the blood. It is called the weak blood. Many here, maybe you don't know, but when we used to be in Africa, oh, this is strong blood. This can be strong blood for the malaria. I was one of them. Strong blood for malaria. Some people are weak blood from malaria. But the weak part of it, I don't want to go there. But the strong black, when you have that strong black, oh, it's strong. Malaria can come, nothing happens. But let me tell you, all of us, we have weak blood. Because of, through the fall of Adam and Eve, we are now weak blood. The only thing that comes, oh, we fall. Anything that comes, fall. A small thing. Even Moses was the weak blood. When, when Satan had to come and tempted him to the temper and anger, and he missed the point. All the different prophets who came, David came there, and he, was, he had a weak spot. He was a weak blood. There was a weak blood all about. But there was one that came, the royal seed of Abraham. There was no weakness in it. Oh, praise be to God. 
Satan thought that he would be also a weak spot on him. And he came to him and he told him, you know what? If you're hungry, that's your weak spot. Can't you change those stones and become, become bread? The same scripture we read it. And what was his strength? He, put, he didn't use all the power that he had. He used the, the, what God has given to him. He used the same word of God. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. And the same if God could prevail, if Jesus Christ could prevail by quoting the word of God, it gives us an opportunity to realize that even the weakest among us can still prevail by quoting the word of God. Yeah. Satan was still not convinced too much and he thought, is he still the Messiah really? I like the way Brother Barnum says, it was like a bee, it was just surrounding him, you know. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. I'm, no, I'm going to kill you like I killed David, like I killed the other one, like, like I killed all the other prophets. I'm going to kill you like the other one. But he didn't know that inside of that man was the strongest blood ever. Once he had put a sting into that flesh, he couldn't take that sting anymore because that was the strong blood of God himself. It was not the blood of a Jew. It was not the blood of a Gentile. It was the blood of God inside of that man. And what do we need is we have been weak blood. We need the transfusion of the blood of Jesus Christ to come inside of us, to start flowing through us. You know, one time Paul had that... Uh, Transfusion of blood. Satan thought that he had got him, but once he brought him in order to kill him, Paul looked at him. I used to be the weak blood, but now I'm not weak blood anymore. Oh, death, where is that thing? <laughs> oh, grave, where is that power? You have no power. Thanks be to God who has given us victory through Jesus Christ. Now it is the blood of Emmanuel flowing through me by the Holy Ghost. Let me encourage you, if you don't have that blood, pray that God give you that strong blood of the Holy Ghost flowing through you. Amen. The prophet says, that's what the matter with many of the church members today. Anemic, they need the blood transfusion of Calvary that will give them rich royal blood to make them walk in the old-fashioned, Holy Ghost-hued way of God. That will give them something to live for. Give them a confidence that will make them walk in the image of a God. Musicians can come. Do you love the Lord? Don't limit prophet says. That's the way people act as Christians. Get up of the morning and say, God bless my family today and keep up close to you. Amen. Well, I done my religion for the day. I just like to lay down really and drink in. Have just a real spiritual gastronomical jubilee. Just drink till you can't drink no more. Let me say this. Expand your spiritual estomach. Stomach. <laughs> Say it in French. Sp expand your spiritual stomach. That's what the prophet's saying. You know, they tell me in the physical realm, if you just used to eating a little bit, that's all you can eat. But you can just keep eating more and more and more till your stomach swells larger, larger. I'm telling you, 
The church needs today is a good old-fashioned spiritual gastronomical jubilee. It's exactly what we need is to eat on the word of God until we just crowd out all the world and crowd everything out and stick the word of God in there and live by it, die by it. So just as we're closing, oh, I have difficult times reading one chapter of the word of God a day. It's like in the natural, I'm, I'm difficult finishing this food. No problem. Just start small. Just little, eat a little bit. Just eat today, eat a little bit. Just tomorrow, eat a little bit. Just eat a little bit. By God's grace, you'll see that your stomach is expanding, is expanding, is expanding. And by God's grace, you'll be as one reading as much and find the desire to read more because your stomach has expanded. Oh, do you love the Lord? Give me that old-time religion. Sorry. Sorry. Give me that old-time religion. Old-time religion? Give me that old-time religion.